What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday to you all. I am Nick, host of this show, this wonderful popular show called The Vile Files, and this is your Ask Nick episodes where we have our callers, our listeners call in, share their problems, and I save the day. Uh, with uh, some help of uh, the ladies in my life, Chrissy, Allie, and uh, Amanda, how you, how's everyone doing? Almost forgot your name there, Amanda. <laughs> I watched it happen in real time. As I, as I told Natalie, as I told Natalie the other day, I'm not perfect, but I am honest. Um, well, we have a, a great episode for you. I thank you for listening. Just kind of pine for your guys' approval. Would love our Ask Nick listeners to go over to iTunes and give us five stars. Let's get those. Let's get those uh, five stars up. If you want to leave a nice comment and review, that's nice. But I'm not even asking <laughs> you to do that. I just want. I wouldn't want the stars. <laughs> so please, I beg you, do that. Also, like, I always appreciate when you guys uh, share our podcast and our show on uh, your social media platforms. Can't tell you how much that means to us and, and how big of a deal it is. So uh, thanks for doing it and continue to do that. We will try to share as many of those as we can. I can't promise you we will, but we will certainly try. Uh, also, we're doing great things on social. Um, oh my God, Allie and yeah. Amanda are doing great work on uh, uh, Instagram. And t I think we're crushing the TikTok game. So uh, for all the people out there on the TikTok world, great stuff is uh, coming. And it has came. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It, it came all over. It's, and it was very satisfying. <laughs> it um, was very satisfying. It keeps growing. To watch on TikTok. <laughs> to watch on TikTok. The numbers grow. The numbers. The numbers we're growing. We're growing. We're growing. <laughs> growing. Not... And showing. I love how the two Welcome. older people in this room are the biggest children. <laughs> it's scary that I'm the oldest person. Amanda's looking at me with disgust. Well, I'm glad I can't see it. <laughs> A great show for you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to send your questions to asknickacastmedia.com. Cast with a K. Need those questions. We appreciate it. Uh, no story is off limits. Too unique. And I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you enough how uh, thankful our callers are for the advice they get. I mean that only because, like, sometimes they get nervous. Like, I don't know if I can do this. You can be anonymous. It's a lot of fun, and they always feel good afterwards. And uh, you guys, and we've gotten a lot of updates lately, which is awesome. Yeah, we've got a lot of people writing in, filling us in on what's been happening, and I love that. So keep doing that too. Uh, we got some great merch out there, some breakup books to help yourself and your friends get through those messy times. Some. Great fun sayings, hoodies, t-shirts, all the merch at vilefiles.com. So check it out. Uh, if nothing else, let's get to our callers. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. How can I help? So I'm Michaela. I am 25 and I am from Northern BC, Canada. Great. So... I'll give you a little bit of backstory. It's kind of involved, but basically I've been with this guy for almost three years now. It'll be three years as of next week and some stuff has kind of happened. So he works just to give you some background. He works on a two and two rotation, which up North, that means that he's in camp for two weeks and then he comes home for two weeks. And so last week he was due to come home on Tuesday night. He came home. We hung out, everything was great, everything was normal. He's been a little bit off lately, just in the sense of like having, he's been very negative about life. Like he really doesn't like where we live. Um, we live where it's pretty much like winter, seven to eight months of the year. So it makes him kind of miserable. 
anyways, he was just kind of down, but everything was great, normal, whatever. The next day I had went to work and he came and picked me up at lunch and he was just, again, very negative. And so I had asked him like, what's going on with you? Like, what's wrong? And he was just like, I hate it up here so much. Like, I don't want to be up here anymore. And you know how, when you're like, kind of like a little bit annoyed because you keep hearing it so much. And so it's just like, I was like, well, why don't you just move down South end? Cause he always talks about moving to this particular area, which is 12 hours away, which there's sun and beach and whatever. And so he was just like, no, I would never do that. Like, I want to be with you. And that's why I'm up here. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. Like you sound kind of like you're getting depressed. Maybe you should get some help. And he said, no, like counseling isn't going to help me. And I said, okay, whatever. So we kind of left the conversation. He dropped me back off at work and it was kind of odd, but fine. An hour and a half later, I'm sitting at work and I get this text message from him. That's like, Hey, sorry, I had to leave. Like I've skipped town. I'm going to see my parents, which is 16 hours away. Um, I'm really sorry. I had to do this, but it's for myself has nothing to do with you. Like, I just need some time. I'll see you in a week, basically. And I'm like very communicative. And so I started panicking, like mental breakdown, <laughs> just kind of hit the wall, freaking out because I couldn't understand why he couldn't just tell me in person what was going on, like how he was feeling. And so, of course, I call him and I'm just like, hey, where are you? And he's like, well, I'm an hour and a half already uh, away. And I was like, what? That means that he would have had to leave literally like right after we had saw each other at lunchtime. And I said, can you please like turn around, come back, see me? Like, let's talk about this. He's like, no, I'm not coming back. Like, I'm already too far gone. Like, I need to go and do this. Like, if he's like basically pulled some cards and was like, would you rather me go and leave for a week or would you rather wake up next to me dead? And I'm like, oh my God, I never knew it was this serious. Like, blah, blah, blah. So again, I'm like very traumatized by this whole situation feeling really down like just can't understand what's going on i call him a couple more times through the night he's still like upset and every conversation we had like he's very emotionally kind of i don't know verbally abusive i guess like he'll pin things on me so he's like you're being fucking selfish like this is like not about you you're overreacting like get the f over it everything like that so wait wait, wait. So hold on he suggested he might kill himself and then accuse yeah. you of overreacting yeah okay yeah and again i had said like you should probably get some help like can we get you some help no i just need to go and be with my parents right now he's like very family oriented it's like okay whatever so anyways i had this feeling that he wasn't going to go down to his parents i had this feeling he was going to go see his friends which his friends is still down south but they're about four hours away from his parents and so I'd asked him like where he was going to end up that night. And he said, sure enough, like Kelowna, which is where his friends are. And so again, we had a couple of conversations that night. They didn't, none of them went over well. It was a lot of yelling, screaming, whatever. The next day, don't really hear from him. Like maybe get a, I got a couple texts from him, not, not really hearing much. And then the following day on Friday, this is last Friday, I had texted him and I was like, Hey, what's going on? No answer. So I called him and I was just like, and he answered. And I was like, Hey, just kind of want to let you know that, like, I know you're going through something clearly right now, but like, you also kind of abandoned me. And like, I would love like, just even like a good morning text or a good night text or something saying that you're okay. Especially since 
you left on this note of saying that you're going to kill yourself, basically. And he said, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm going to work on it. I've been just getting drunk with my friends. Like, I'm going to do my best to whatever. I love you, miss you, the whole bit. I'm going to try and text you. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then I left the conversation feeling pretty good. That night, he had texted me a couple more times saying, like, he missed me, everything else. And then the next morning, no answer. Afternoon, no answer. So I start texting him and I'm just like, what's going on? Are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. No answer. So it got to the point where like I had messaged his mom and I was like, is he alive? Like what's going on? His mom. Oh yeah, he's fine. He's just hanging out with his friends. It's like, okay, cool. Don't know why he's ignoring me. Following day happens Sunday. No answer. Then I start getting like really upset. Like this guy is not texting me. He's not calling me back. Literally no communication whatsoever. And so his phone is actually on my account. And so I had like looked to see if he was still making calls or whatever to make sure that he's alive, which he was. So he was ignoring me. Monday rolls so around. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When <laughs> yeah. you went and checked your, your phone records deep down, were you really checking to see if he was alive or you were, were you checking to see if he was ignoring you? Both. No, but really deep down, what did you really believe? What were you really trying to find out? You know what I'm saying? Like he was ignoring you know, me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, listen, me. when we date people like, you know, as a guy, right. And I, you know, I have a girlfriend and she goes out and with some friends and all of a sudden, like, listen, like we live in a shitty world. And sometimes like, you know, you hear these stories about like, you know, call me when you get home and the girl never makes it home. That can happen. Right. And that's yeah. scary. But like you, you always assume that everyone's going to be okay. And, and all of a sudden you can't get a hold of someone. You're like, oh my God, I, I got a little worried there. But you never were really worried that they were dead. Because like those types of tragedies, we, and thankfully, we believe that's never going to happen to us, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, you know, he says this thing. He, he puts it out there that he's suicidal or he might kill himself. And he kind of almost like has you on this hook. It's like all of a sudden you're like held hostage to these threats he's making about himself. And yeah. And, and I'm just wondering deep down when you were in and you answered the question, like, what were you really trying to find out? And yeah, I was trying to find out if he was ignoring me. For okay. Sure. And the reason why I want to ask that question is like, he, again, this this threat of suicide by him has really it's yeah, it, it, it's this power he has over you. Right. Because now you're yeah. no like it's. It's a shitty thing to do because no, you have to almost make sure like you even have to tell yourself, I'm, ch I'm checking to make sure he's okay. But what you really want to know and what the real issue is, is can I trust this person and, and why is he ignoring me and why is he doing these like, like normal kind of shitty things people do to people they're in relationships with. Right. Yeah. And you exactly. almost have to like make it about the suicide at the off chance he is, but I don't even think deep down you really believe he's suicidal. I don't. Okay. And what, what happened later kind of confirms that. So the other thing that's going through the back of my mind is, and it, uh, please do not question me on why I stuck with him for so long, because you guys are going to think this is ridiculous. But there has been, I can't even count. Actually, I've lost count how many times of like, like he's messaged other girls and sent pictures and literally the whole bit. And every time I've stuck with him and I think that he has something similar, like I'm not going to assume, but I would say something similar to a sex addiction, but like, he's not having sex. He's just 
messaging literally anybody. So anytime he's on social media, like Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook slides into the DMs of literally anybody. He's done this the whole time we've been together. So of course, in my mind, I'm going, yeah, is he with somebody right now? Like good possibility, not to mention about a month and a half ago, I caught him messaging some chick in Kelowna where he was saying, can I take you for dinner? Which I was with him, by the way, when we were in Kelowna at that point. All right, so, so hold on. I'm going I'm to stop you. for. <laughs> I am I can't say whether he is or isn't a sex addict because not I'm not either. I'm not a professional and, and yeah either are you you got to stop diagnosing him and guessing yeah. because what you're trying yeah. to do is justify your behavior right because you feel defensive yeah. you don't want you don't want you know like you said please don't ask me why I've stayed with him the whole long I don't and you're right I don't really have to ask because you have already asked yourself like you're already yeah. defensive and because you're defensive now you're trying to label his behavior and you're trying to give it like a thing because well it would actually make you feel better if you found out he was a sex addict, because therefore you were the caretaker, you were sympathetic to his addiction. And what in reality and most likely possible not, not knowing in him and, and, and not able to like diagnose him is that you're just dating a dick. You're dating someone who's selfish. You're, you're dating someone who gaslights. You're dating someone who like manipulates. He and 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 he successfully gets you to respond to him. You spend all this time worrying about him and you have anxiety and and like mm -hmm. and, and and half the time you're worried about like his well-being when deep down. I don't even think you're not really all that worried that he's not OK. But as because you're a caring human being, you're just like, well, fuck, what am I supposed to do with that information? Like, I can't just ignore it. Like, you know, you don't want to just ignore that. He's like threatened to kill kill himself like that's fucked up but the truth is people do do these things yeah i know you know and you're again you're 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 just maybe dating a dick i woke up this morning and i rubbed me i rubbed me <laughs> with theragun with theragun don't get any ideas baby i went to bed used a theragun i woke up used a theragun because you know what i'm playing virtual reality or sometimes i'm stressed the fuck out i grind my teeth and theragun has truly saved my life i i shit you not it's it's truly the greatest thing theragun is the invention that will change this world it's something i i have so many moments of of being a kid and and, and wanting people to rub my sore neck whether it's you know i played athletics you know if you have a cramp you're working out uh, you get tightness in your like IT band in your leg or your neck or your back or really anywhere. Theragun, the Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun signature percussive therapy, which, go, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Well, that sounds fun. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or injury or just for their everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLD screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Uh, I can vouch for that. And the Theragun app learns from your behavior and suggests guided routines. Ooh. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds and thousands of customers, and most importantly, me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199 that is a steal you can spend that on one massage but you know you get a Theragun and you'll have uh, a professional masseuse for the rest of your life go to Theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today that's Theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L Theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L very few things people want more than being a know-it-all but uh, and you can do that now with Masterclass and you can get the uh, information you need 
from all the best people in whatever specific industry you want. You want to learn how to skateboard? Well, no better person to teach you than Tony Hawk. You want to learn how to make film? Then Martin Scorsese is there to guide you through it. Also, you can learn about dog training, photography. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, the art of interrogation, uh, how to negotiate. They even have science and tech categories. It's truly wonderful. It's amazing. It's so well done. It's It really makes you feel like you're in a... Like you're you're taking a class at Harvard. You're like, why? How did I? How did I be? How did I get in this class for a very low and reasonable price? I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass, every single one they have, and they have a plenty. As a Viofile listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. So go to masterclass.com/viall. That is masterclass.com/viall. 15% off masterclass. Be a master. Take a class with masterclass. Yeah, well, again, what I'm going to tell you next confirms that. So <laughs> after Monday... Just let you get I, it out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> after Monday, that's when I, I had sent in the question. And my original question was like, how do I go about this ghosting situation of somebody that I've been with for three years? Well, last night, I did something that I'm not very proud of. And um, I... Like, again, I have a lot of anxiety and stuff, and I just felt like I wasn't getting closure. And so I went onto the phone records again, and I saw this phone number that he had kept talking to, like, a lot. And so I told my friend about it, and she had texted the number. And um, I had also searched the number onto Google, and it came up with a girl's number in Kelowna. So... What resulted out of that is um, my friend texted this girl. She had basically confirmed everything because then my boyfriend had messaged my friend and they basically got into a scrap. He's like super immature, ended up going to my friend's husband about their personal life. Like just he, he raged out. And then basically he finally texted me and just told me a bunch of shit about how um, it's been over for a very long time and I should know that and blah, blah, blah. So now my question is to wrap that up is like, I had no idea it was over. Like I said, the last time we had talked was last Friday and he had literally left the conversation saying, I miss you and I love you. And when he came home last week out of camp, we had sex and everything like things were normal. So things, uh, why? Uh, uh, things haven't been normal for a really long time. Well, right. so you have to you have to accept that, <laughs> acknowledge that. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I know you're going through a lot, and I'm I don't want I'm not want to know why you've stayed with him. I know why you've stayed with him. You're afraid to move on. But I want to what I want to ask you is why do you think you're afraid to move on? Like why do you think? Uh, you're been so willing to put up with this stuff because it's just a fear, right? And we all been afraid before, and and uh, and you know, right now you're feeling a lot of stuff of you're feeling foolishness, you're feeling used, you're feeling betrayed, and and the hardest part about all that is you kind of known, you know, and so now you're just really mad at yourself, yeah. and you're mad at him. You're, you're yeah. mad at it. I get it. I fuck. I mean, we've been there. There's a lot of people listening to me like, yeah, God. Why did I do this to myself? The, why are you afraid having all this data, all this, all this information have been like, I don't deserve a guy like that. What are you so afraid of? I was in a relationship before this. I was like super similar and I was with him for six years. And also 
uh, like emotionally kind of abused that way. And so when I had met this new guy, there was a three month turnaround. So I have not been alone. So it's, it's a fear of being alone. Okay. That's what well, it is. There's nothing to be afraid of when it comes to being alone. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think somewhere along the line, you, you lack some confidence in yourself. And I think yeah. you need to really focus on yourself. I think you need to give yourself permission to be real selfish for a period of time. That period of time might be like, I don't know, a couple of years, maybe certainly yeah. months. Right. Yeah. And, and you need to focus on your confidence and you need to talk, focus on, you know, you've spent all this energy taking care of this guy or trying to go out of your way. Hey, move like you've been so accommodating and so like put that energy into yourself. Right. We have like our energy in life is not infinite. You know, you put fuel. What is fuel? You put gas into a car like it doesn't last forever. Right. Yeah. You know, like our energy is limited. And so if we use energy one direction, right, and energy for like anything, you know, work, job, relationships, like that's energy we can't use somewhere else. So this guy's a, he's an energy sucker. He's just sucking all the energy out of you. Right. And, and you've been focusing, you know, like even in this past relationship, you're so used to like focusing energy for some reason, hoping that it's going to like validate your, yourself, right? And what you need yeah. to do is focus your energy solely on you. You need to be selfish, right? You need, you can't, you have to like eliminate these people from your life. And it might be hard because you're not used to that because you probably have a fear of being alone. That's one of them. But your, your fear comes from this insecurity you have. And I don't know where it comes from, but you really need to like, Look at that, right? And then use your energy, of which is very limited because we all have a limited amount of energy, and just focus on yourself. What, goal, like, what goals do you have for yourself in life, right? And those goals can't be, you, know, you, you can have a goal to have a life partner. You can be, have a goal to like get married and have kids. That's fine. But right now, talk about your specific goals that only have to do with you, that don't include kids or a husband or a partner. Like, what do you want to do for yourself? Where do you want to live? What, what, what uh, career goals do you want to accomplish and work towards those? What like health goals do you want to accomplish? Luckily, I have already like when this was happening and he was like kind of ghosting me last week, I had like a career opportunity come up. Yep. Um, so I, I like that's kind of trying to pull me out of the slump that I'm in. Like, it's something that I can look forward to um to get ready for it and like i said the the whole situation that happened it i know it sounds messed up but it helped knowing that there was a reason behind what he did like there was another female but like i said i am so blindsided like why would he why would he tell me that it's been over forever like or for a long time like i just don't i don't get that why would he say those things to me you then? don't that's what you I'm, don't here you don't stop trying to understand it Huzzah! Probiotics, man. Your gut health is so important for your immune system, for your uh, for your brain too. Like uh, just the things that go on in your gut impacts your emotional, mental, and physical well being. And why don't you make that easier for you by drinking the delicious probiotic Huzzah? Experience a bold product seltzer with benefits. Sunshine season is coming fast, but you can start celebrating now with Huzzah, a bold probiotic seltzer with benefits that's right you can have fun you can get refreshing beverages in your body all while taking care of your gut health 
my favorite flavor, the raspberry lemon. Ooh, it's tangy. It's a uh, it's fruit. It's tangy fruitiness and a citrus spark with zero sugar and just five calories. Other people like the uh, strawberry hibiscus, and there's also juicy pear. Whatever you have, it's all delicious. I've had it all. I do have my favorites. Get your cooler ready and stock up on Azal Probiotic Seltzer by using code VIALL for 20% off your first order at drinkhuzzah. That's H-U-Z-Z-A-H dot com. That's V-I-A-L-L for 20% off. Drinkhuzzah, H-U-Z-Z-A-H dot com. Rothies. Hey, everyone likes beautiful, stylish, and comfortable footwear that has no break-in period all while taking care of the environment. And the only company doing that is Rothies. So you ladies out there, because I'm only saying that because they don't make it for men like me, and that's one of the very few things. That's one of the many things I am jealous of you women about. <laughs> Be jealous. Be jealous. They are taking recyclable plastic and making it into the most stylish and comfortable footwear and handbags and purses. It's really great. There's no break-in period, like I said, and they always look like new because to clean them, you just throw them in the washing machine, and bam, they look gorgeous. Rothy's is available in a wide range of styles and come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. Rothy's shoes are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles, so the ultra-comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right, zero break-in period. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash V-I-A-L-L style, sustainability, and meat to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash V-I-A-L-L. When I say you've been dating a dick, are you, are you, do, you, do you agree or disagree with me? Can you like... He's, he's a fucking dick. Okay, there you go. That's, that's the only <laughs> thing to understand. Like you're getting into the weeds of like dicks, dicks will be dicks. Dicks going to say dick things, going to have dick actions, you know, like that's the just, like that's why. I mean, like, you know, why did he sleep with me and didn't do this? Like, you know, he's only really cares about himself. He's selfish. Like he's a dick, right? So yeah. like you got to stop breaking down every little action that he has because you're you're trying to understand crazy you're you're under you're, like you're uh, you seem like a uh, ultimately selfless person who's trying to understand what it is to be selfish and you 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 do in a healthy way not how he goes about it you need to take care of yourself and focus on you stop understanding what he why he is making decisions he is doing and start trying to understand why you're making decisions you're making Focus on you. Again, like, there is some, like, tough love you have to present to yourself as well. You know, this is about your choices, not his. Right? And that, you know, yeah. like, you're, you, yes. I'm, I'm not trying, like, you already feel silly and stupid and that's okay. But, like, you, the good news is, and how you can feel better about this, is, like, you can change that going forward. You're still a young, attractive person with a lot going for you. Right now, you just need to figure out why you made these choices. So you're gonna you're gonna get, you're gonna accomplish a lot more by trying to ask yourself why did I do this, right? And and stop trying to put like some sort of like silver lining on it. Stop trying to like make it profound. Stop trying to make excuses. It's okay. Just be like I fucked up. I made a mistake. You know what? You can learn from these mistakes. When you try to like make it sound better or glorify it or like you know. Then, then you're not really learning going forward. You're just like, oh, well, because I'm a nice person, you know, like, eh. R what you are, somebody who's lacking confidence in themselves right now. So focus on yourself, focus on your confidence. And th this didn't happen for a reason. This happened because you chose it for, but it will work out because you have things going for you. Like there are these windows and cracks and doors that are saying, hey, 
There's more to life than taking care of these these toxic guys. But you Indeed. need to focus on yourself. You really need like this is the time for you to be selfish in positive ways, right? Yeah, so he has to come back into town because he goes back to camp on Wednesday mm-hmm. and he's going to have to stop by the house to Why, Why is he going to have to? He has to grab some of his stuff to go to camp. He so has my- to. Well, it's here. So. Okay, well, I mean, you can't. You're an intelligent person. You can't figure out alternative ways to not see him or have him come over. I bet well, you that's can. What I'm ask- I, that's what I'm asking. Like, my friends are telling me, like, you probably shouldn't be around when he comes by, and we should just pack his shit up so that when he comes out of camp, it's ready for him to get. And when he stops by next week, so I should this is it. This is a good example of the questions you need to ask yourself, right? You know, you don't need me or your friends to say to you, well, you shouldn't see this guy. You know that you're a smart person, but what's what, what there's a part of you that's trying to justify allowing this to happen. You're trying to make excuses for the situation, not only for him, the situation you're making excuses for yourself too. Why do you do that? The reason why is because you still have hope. You're still hoping you to be proven wrong. You're still, and that is your ego. That's you trying to like justify your past choices in the past, which is why you feel stupid. You just have to accept it. You got fooled. You got duped. You know, does make does it make you a fool? The only thing that's going to make you a fool is continuing to do it. Like we've all done this, right? But you gotta you gotta start asking why am I doing this to myself? And you, you do, you, you, you're, you're, you're playing the victim a little bit too much. And I'm not saying you haven't been victimized and I'm not saying you haven't been wronged, but you need to start holding yourself accountable for the choices you're making. Because like you, like this is a dick. He's not going to change. It's also not your responsibility. You're not his parent. You're not his counselor. You're not his mentor. You're not his therapist. And he will come back and he will continue this toxic behavior and he'll probably gaslight you. And he might even like come back and be like, oh, just kidding. Let's be together. We really don't know. He's an unpredictable dick. He did that last yeah. year. And your ego is saying, you know what? Like, I don't know. Maybe give him another chance. I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a way out. We, can, we don't have to feel bad about our past choices. We don't have to feel, you don't, we don't, we don't have to feel duped. Just like, let him come back and apologize. Well, I know it's, I'm, I know it's not a good idea to take him back, obviously. Well, so, yeah, well then don't. Because you're, you're not a prisoner right this is your choice own your decisions yeah you know you need to step up here and focus on your confidence focus on self-improvement things that you need things that you have neglected taking care of yourself because you've been so focused on trying to take care of him i i think that a lot of girls can relate and effectively you want to be the person that changes yeah it's it's a people thing it's not just women (laughs) guys do it too right but like not take your power back. We talk about this a lot on this show. Like, and that's on you. Like, you're not going to get it from him. He's not going to give you. He's not going to give you a drop of power. He doesn't want to give you shit. He wants to control you. Yeah, he doesn't care. And that hurts. But you just keep saying that and believing it, and 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 get to a point where it doesn't bother anymore. You're going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. Right. You're still yeah. young. You deserve a good guy. Right. But you're not giving yourself a chance and you're not giving yourself a chance because you haven't really worked on your own confidence issues. And you're you know, it's drawing these toxic dicks into your life. Yeah. But you have to yeah. start taking ownership of your actions. Right. Because you're giving these guys too much of your power. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you're going to be OK. 
but you got to start believing yeah, in yourself. So. You got to, you know, you really do cut off, like stop talking to his mom, stop talking to his friends. Like it's over. It's going to feel good when you stand up to him. Yeah. And by standing up to him, that just means not giving him any access to you. Yeah. I promise yeah. you, whenever you decide to follow through with this, you're going to look back and feel so good about yourself. And that doesn't mean like and sticking up, just to be clear, sticking up for yourself does not mean you have to interact with him. I don't want to. <laughs> no, you do. That's okay. Admit it. And then tell yourself, I'm still not going to because I deserve better. Stop pretending you don't want to, right? It's okay. Be honest with yourself about your intentions, but just say, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I, I want that donut. I want to, ah, oh, fuck, you know, like it's okay, but you're not going to do it. We all have these desires. We have to stop ourselves from like giving into. Yeah. And that's where you, the adult comes in. Yeah, definitely. All right. I believe okay. in you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. How's it going? What's your name? Uh, Tanya. Tanya, how can I help? Maybe six weeks ago or something, I just started hanging out with this new guy. Our, I'm just really kind of confused on what this guy really wants. I think our, our first date was actually really awesome. Um, he took me paddle boarding by a sailboat and um, we ended up hooking up on the first date and I was kind of fine with that. I Honestly, I was just he kind of gave me a little bit of like fuckboy vibes. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to have fun with it, go along with it and just have an awesome date. Um, but then he kept hitting me up and super interested in pursuing me. So I was so just like, all right, well, I mean. After you slept with them, he, he was pretty persistent. It's a good sign. Yeah. Right. Right yeah. after. Um, I think we we're still driving back and he like texted me. Yeah. <laughs> having a good time and everything. So. Um, but then the next day he was going on a vacation this guy's like always busy. So like, I, I understand he's either working really hard or he's going on an adventure. Um, and uh, so we, we didn't make plans for a little bit cause he was going to be gone for a week. And then um, he hit me up like right after uh, to make plans for us to hang out right when he got back, which um, it was just inviting me over to his house. So I'm just like, okay, we're back to fuckboy vibes. <laughs> but I'm like, whatever. I mean, I'm also fine with this. Not a big deal. So I went over, we had fun and then I left and then he kept pursuing me further. And the next one, he like invited me out on an actual, like they took me out on his motorcycle, set up like a hammock on the beach, watched the sunset. Um, then we went back, you know, basically our relationship has been like, he's pursues me, but it's also very sexual, which I'm fine with. It's like, I'm just kind of going with the flow and you know, if we have good sex. So it's like, why not? Um, uh, but uh, recently he's just been like, he was saying that he's like super busy and he's going, he was going away for two weeks, like, which now he is on his trip. Um, which is totally fine. I was just like, uh, like, well, let me know if you have time to hang out and maybe we'll see that. That's actually where the text was. It, it sounded almost like in his text that he was just making, it felt like he was making excuses to not see is this me, all, but I wasn't sure if I was. Is this all one conversation? Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was just reading into it wrong, but like he was. Um, what he sent you I a picture he like, of his truck? Yeah, he got it got like hit, and I think he was just having a really bad day. Sorry, right? Um, fuck my life. It's been a week. Busy as fuck, <laughs> but busy is good. <laughs> it's like thanks for letting me know. Yeah, uh, that's always how I feel. Luck, 
Luck wasn't on my side today. I'd need a drink, but have a thousand things to do. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, you're right. That really sucks. Oh, that's such a crappy feeling. What a nice empathizer you are. Uh, if you need anything or maybe a drink partner, I'm happy to assist. I am sorry. So here's where you went wrong, just to give you a little note. He told you he was too busy for a drink. So, and then you went, and because and, and, you're a nice person and you want to hang out with him, you were like, no, no, but I'll still hang out in case your schedule frees up. Again, subtlety, like I wouldn't beat yourself up, but like you didn't need to point out, like he told you he's not available and then you told you, you told him that you were, you know? <laughs> yeah. So don't, you don't need to do that. Like if someone says okay. they're busy, you don't need to let them know that you're not. <laughs> okay. For sure. There's this little weird, especially in an early dating situation, you know, like people always say like, uh, you know, the conversation about playing hard to get, like, I think that's a dangerous game. Right. But like, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with, at least letting someone know that you just have shit to do because you do. Right. And even when you're bored, like it doesn't mean you're not a busy person, but like there's something about like, there's a difference between playing hard to get and, and just like having other things going on in your life that had that, that were going on before they were in your life. Right. Yeah. And there's a weird thing between like, again, deliberately playing hard to get and just like having nothing better to do. Like you're waiting around for them to have a drink with you. So okay. there's a small, yeah. like, well, I'm just going to be waiting here in case you do want a drinking buddy. That's kind of how it sounds, right? <laughs> Anyways, that. let's continue with the text. Yeah, just uh, something else to fix. Not in the best mood and working all day tomorrow, too. It's just been a fun week, needless to say, but love being busy. We get it. And helping a fuck ton of patients again. Well, you are a hero. <laughs> just, letting, just letting you know how busy and how awesome he is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Got qualified for another PPP loan for small business. Awesome. You're super great. So much to figure. He's so good at offering information without you asking about him. Um, no worries. I hope to feel better. and uh, So much to figure out with that too. So then you like this no worries was like a like he didn't even say he couldn't hang out, but you felt the need to like subtly apologize. No worries. Sorry. <laughs> sorry for making myself available to you. Essentially. <laughs> I hope you feel better and get everything figured out. Always do. He lets you know like, wow, what if <laughs> <laughs> always do because I'm awesome. Empire. <laughs> Empire doesn't build itself. Oh, he's built. <laughs> <laughs> Empire doesn't build itself and nothing uh, gonna get this guy is not lacking confidence which I, I'm sure you find attractive and that is great confidence is good uh, sorry about canceling the other night oh my god thanks for understanding well I mean you apologize for like him being busy I need this Colorado vacation <laughs> ASAP booked booked solid but but in a good way he then he, he then proceeds to send you his calendar no, boat is booked all month. Ha ha ha. Boat for like himself. He's literally like sitting like in his calendar. He... When do you leave? No, for I know he does this where he like always, he always tries to like prove to me, like when he's busy, he'll like send me pictures of him busy just to like make sure that like, I know that he's busy. Like, I don't understand. Apologize for me. Hashtag goals are being met. Uh, 
You ask him, when do you leave for Colorado? He writes, not till next week, but I'm kind of overwhelmed. <laughs> Once again, on a good, in a good crushing life way. Fuck. I hate him. I hate him. Hashtag goals are being met. Finally. I really hate this guy. <laughs> Uh, for sure. Well, I'd love to see you before you go. You again remind him, like he gets it. You want to hang out? Uh, okay. Steak doesn't say forever. Oh my god! Now you're letting him know that you went out of your way to buy. Like you've planned a date. He no, doesn't want to go he on. Bought, he bought me steak, and then are we had to cancel our date? And then I was just like, I want to eat that steak, man. <laughs> he, he probably ate the steak. I hate to break it to you. You're right. Oh no, we we ended up we ended up having that date. Okay. With the steak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. True. I'm working on it. Listen, I, you know, listen, I've, I've been on your side. We've all done this. I'm, I'm being harsh, but like, yes, like, I don't know what he wants. I agree with you there. It seems unclear. He doesn't hate you. Like it, it sounds, yeah, I don't know. Like if a guy has sex with you and follows up with you, that's a really great sign because it is true, right? That oftentimes guys don't really know they like you until after they have sex with you. It's, it's something in our, it's, you know, suck, we're deficiently made. You're, you're not a priority, right? We've heard, you know, we've talked about that before. So how do you figure out what he likes is like, if I can get, get as busy as this motherfucker and what don't, don't let him know how busy you are. Just be busy, you know, be unavailable. Yeah. Right, I don't need to update. <laughs> yeah. Don't respond right away. Don't ask him to hang out. You made it perfectly clear you're into him. You no longer need to like, let him know that you would like to hang out with him. In one conversation, you let him know three different times. <laughs> I have uh, progressed from there. So I, after that, I was just kind of annoyed and I just didn't talk to him for like four days straight yeah. and just kind of did my thing. And what happened? Celebration or whatever. Finally, like I was just, then I got into my head wondering like, if I was mean by completely not saying anything. So no. I like just sent like a little nope. meme on Instagram. And why? Then he like, no, like why you, you were, my you were so close with like, you were so, you, you like, you took, you like, you spent four days being busy. Just let him reach out to you. And when he does be fucking busy. And then when he asks like, why are you busy? You, you say to him in a very non mad way, you're like, Hey, listen, you're, Congratulations. Hashtag goals. You're crushing life. You're, you're too busy for me. That's okay. I'm just looking for someone who's a little bit like, you know, and here's how you make him real shitty. It's like, you know, this guy wants to let you know that it hasn't always been easy and he's working really hard on his goals and he's, he's on his way, but he's not there yet. And you're looking for someone who's, who's already landed, you know? And you're, you know, that's just a small, like little dig. So when, when he comes back, you're just like, I don't know, you're too, like, I'm just, I'm looking for someone who like has it, has it figured out, not figuring it out, who has a little bit of time yeah. for me. You don't. It's okay. It's fine. Then, yeah, yeah. And then see what he so does. Then, um, we, we did end up, we did end up hanging out. And then I kind of was just after that kind of was just like, you know what? I feel I'm not feeling this right now. I'm not feeling his energy is where I want it to be. But at the same time, I really like having sex with him. So <laughs> after after that one date, I just kind of sent him a text, and I'm curious what you think of this. <laughs> he goes, uh, I, I went to him, I'm like, that uh, that after sex hangout and cuddling felt a little weird, no? Not sure we're there yet. You maybe sent let's that? Stick to hang out. I sent this to him. Yeah. I said, maybe let's just stick to 
just hanging out and having sex for now because uh, we have great sex. Either way, I think you're awesome. I have a lot of fun with you. Super down for skydiving. Let me know um, how much it costs. <laughs> what do you say? And then he said, haha, for show. Um, for sure. Yes, we do. For show. I hate him. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do indeed. I think you're awesome too. And like down to just keep it as friends. And he said, I'll let you know about Friday, uh, just depending on how the rest of the week goes. And then, um, of course, super busy on Friday. Um, but he's like, he like consists after that. Okay. So after that, he starts going like and just floods my box again. And I think that, I think he just really likes, like wants me to want him. Maybe I don't know. Like I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like you're the like. Listen, I think it's fine. It sounds like you got a little bit of clarity there. But the problem is, is that you would date him if he wanted to date you. So you don't really just want to be friends. Like you're willing to only have sex with him because it's clear to you that he doesn't want to date you. So you're like, you're like, okay, well, what can I get out of this relationship? Which is fine. Like we've done that, and I'm not saying don't do it. But like I think it is a risk because you're what you are still doing in that message is you're asking for his permission. You're asking for him. Like why'd you have to let him know? You know, just just fuck the guy when you want to fuck him. And then if he's asking about the relationship, be like, oh, by the way, we're just fuck buddies. You know what I'm saying? But no, like you're like, oh, hey, just, you know, this is what I want. Is that OK with you? Like, just let him ask you. You know, why are you checking in with him? Let him check okay. in with you. You know, okay. but yeah. the reason why yeah, you're doing that, just to be clear, the reason why you are doing this is because you do like him and that's OK. And you would date him if he wanted to date you. Um, I don't know why I like him. I think that I just, it's my ego thing though. Cause yeah. I kind of think he sucks too. Like the way you're saying. Oh, I like, fucking I, hate I'll, him. I'll I, he's the worst. <laughs> I think he kind of sucks too. And for, I think it might be my ego, honestly. Yeah, probably also like, Hey, listen, good sex, hard to find. You know? But yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's also why I'm like kind of okay with just keeping it though. Cause I'm like, well, he gives me attention sometimes like the way that I like, he hits me up every day and gives me attention and good sex. And, whatever but then he also does kind of suck so i'm like yes, i don't know right so like if you're going to keep hanging out with him you just need to really rein this in right you need to yeah. stop asking stop asking stop asking him anything be yeah. the boss okay be be the you know i don't want to say be the guy because you know like women can do this and do do this be the boss you know treat him like a fucking employee okay like literally, if you want this to be transactional <laughs> and if you want this to be about sex, you want this to not have feelings and make it transactional. You're the boss. He works for you. Okay. And by work is like you will right. allow him to like please you sexually when you need to be pleased. And until then, you don't like you don't you don't need like and you're not asking for his permission. I mean, you are. You want consent is important. But like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, you want to fuck? No. Great. All right. Cool. In fact, don't right. even like. Don't don't ever ask him any for him when he hears from you when when you hear from him you let him know if you are interested that if he's interested you have time to have sex with him. Okay. That's yeah. it. That's the All only right. way like again this you're playing with fire cuz you do like the guy but if if that's what you if you want to try to get down to a path where you really then like be the boss. Yeah, it's hard for me. I'm like by nature, I'm very like easygoing and whatever. You can be easygoing. Nice. You could be an easygoing <laughs> boss. It still means you're in charge. You can be in charge. This is about yeah. power, and you keep giving them your power by asking them if things are okay, by checking yeah. in, by like operating around his busy schedule and being accommodating, and you know. 
Yeah. No, no one's saying be a mean, bad boss. Yeah. Be a good, understanding boss <laughs> who like lets All him right. know when you have time for him. Okay. I like it. Thank you. All right. Yeah. All right. Best Perfect. of luck. That's what I needed to hear. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good day. You too. How's it going? Hi. What's your name? I'm Rachel, and I'll I'll be 30 in May. Oh, well, happy early birthday. Thank you. How can I help, um, Rachel? So just buckle up. It's kind of a long story. So um, last August, my dad's cousin was talking to my dad's aunt, um, and she's getting up there in years, and they were kind of just talking about um, – she was asking questions about her childhood and her siblings and everything – and it suddenly dropped that her sister, which is my grandmother, apparently had a child when she was 17 and put him up for adoption and no one ever knew. And she, she ran and told my dad, who was completely stunned because they were super close and she never mentioned anything. Um, so my grandma passed about five years ago. And so now there's only two people that are still living that we could get any information from. Um, so we only know that the, the father's name is Norby. He was probably born between 1950 and 1952, and they they don't know his name or anything. And um, the only other information they have is that apparently the child, now adult, apparently used a service about five years before my grandma passed um, to find her, and my grandma refused to speak to him, which was completely surprising knowing her. Um, but, you know, she grew up in a very, like, Irish Catholic, Irish Catholic household, and knowing some not so great stories about my great grandmother. I'm sure she was very shamed for getting pregnant at 17 out of wedlock and had, you know, I'm sure putting them up for adoption was really hard. Um, but anyway, so the second I find this out, I'm dying to find this guy and my dad seemed really interested as well. Um, so I put in all this time to um, look for adoption records, which apparently are not public in Illinois. Um, so I spoke to a private detective from Chicago and he suggested this service that they have in Illinois that has uh, access to adoption and birth records. So I, I started calling this guy Norby Jr. just because we don't know his name. And that was apparently the father's this, name. This guy so, is, this, this person is your, would be your dad's brother? Yes. Okay. And you're like half brother? Yeah. Or, and, yeah, so and my, your, your uncle? Yes. So, um, so I put in all this effort. I, I um, got all this paperwork done. I like researched the entire process. I literally filled out all the paperwork for my dad. All he has to do is sign it, and he has to do it because he's next of kin, so I can't do it uh -huh. until he dies. And so um, so I gave it to him, ready to file, and like all he needs to do is file it. And I think that Norby Jr. probably used this service to find my grandma before when, you know, 10 years ago. And my dad and my stepmom are kind of, like pushing back and saying that they think the best chance to find him would be a DNA test, which I mean is a chance. The service is free. And so, you know, months later, again, this is back in August and it's now, what are we at March? And he still hasn't filed the paperwork. He hasn't done a DNA test or anything. And I'm getting kind of upset because like, this is a person that I share blood with and there could be other people. Like if he's had children and they've had children, like I want to know them and, so my dad's actions aren't really matching his words because, again, he said that he seemed interested. But then he did at one point say that he thinks that Norby Jr. might be angry that my grandma rejected him 10 years ago, which, I mean, I get that's a possibility, but I don't think that's definitely a reason to not do it. Um, 
And so, like, I'm not upset with my grandma. I kind of get why she did it. But now I feel I feel like she denied my dad and my other uncle and my brother and my cousins and everything an opportunity to know this guy. And now I feel like my dad's kind of doing the same thing. And so I ended up ordering a DNA test for myself, and which I'm not really happy about because I'd spend money that I didn't want to spend. And so I did that. And my, my boyfriend said that maybe I shouldn't have done that because my dad doesn't want to. And so like then I started to think, like, am I being selfish for wanting to know this person and ignoring my grandma and my dad's wishes, kind of. Does that story? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you for sharing, uh, as uh, Matt would, Matt James would say. Do we have to? Do we have to give Matt credit going forward for saying thank you for sharing? Um, it's an interesting uh, question. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I don't think the answer is black and white. I think uh, probably a little bit. The answer is probably a little bit of both, right? I think I completely understand why you'd want to find this person, right? Uh, they are related to you. Um, you've also kind of made this your project, right? You've, you yeah. hired, a, you hired a private eye. You, you're, you're into this. This is, you know, even if it, and, and while I get from the family connection, I get it, but like now this has become your thing, right? And yeah. I think you just want to be mindful that your passion and your desire to see this through um, isn't just because of like, how much time you invested or money you've spent or, or you've come so close, you know, just it's a project that you're working on. Right. So I think, uh, I get why you want to do it. It makes a lot of sense It is people you are related to, but I think you want to be careful how you go about it. Right. Uh, like you said, you know, the feelings are involved right or wrong. Um, these, these are very, challenging decisions right and then you know mm -hmm. have you sat down and maybe probably you have but have you sat down and really just kind of talk to your dad about his feelings about the situation while not trying to convince him to do something like just just about the whole thing you know what i'm saying like not like hey dad can you sign this can we can do this but and also here's why you should do this because i want i want to do this and but like Wow, Dad, that's crazy. How does this make you feel? Just like kind of sit down with like no judgment and and you know express his fears or his worries or why he might have some reluctance. Yeah. Um, well, so first of all, he's very stoic, so sometimes getting any feelings out of him is hard. But um, I mean, I have as well as apparently my great aunt. Once once he talked to her, he asked or she asked him, "Are you ashamed of your mother for for like having a child out of wedlock?" And he said, "No, of course not." So he's not like upset with my grandma, you know, for um, having the child. And then, I mean, I think he's a little confused. Um, yeah. And you think, or you know, um, that's, I mean, yeah, he said he's confused. Like why, why she never mentioned it? Because they were extremely close and as was I. And actually, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so invested in this is because I was really, really, really close to my grandma. It's honestly, I've, I've said this too, if this was any of my other grandparents, I probably wouldn't be as interested, but because this particular person, um, I was so close with, with this grandparent. Well, um, I think that's an important, but I think that's an important note, right? Because by kind of mm -hmm. your own admission, you recognize you have a bit of a bias, right? Because this is, yeah, you know, 
by that own admission, you're saying this is not just about finding any blood relatives I have that I have never met type of thing. You know, it's not just about that. This is about this yeah, almost kind sure. of fascination you have because you were so close with your grandmother and yeah. there's a story there and, and you want to unpack that story and meet this person you've named and you've wondered what their personality is like and you wonder what it's been like for them. Yeah, so I think sure. you would need to be really careful about your intentions. You know, At the same time, I, I think this could be a real positive thing. Perhaps it could be an unpositive thing. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, and even the, if it's not positive, I don't think it's a bad thing to do. Cause I mean, if he, if he does have all this anger and resentment, that's fine. Whatever. At least I tried. Like, it's kind of like, totally. I, I, I mean, the fact that, try. you know, he tried to reach out to your grandmother unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would, I would think there could be a, still a, a beautiful opportunity for your dad to connect with him and and two brothers sit down even years later and have some reconciliation and some conversations and and mm-hmm. and maybe your dad who was close with his mother can share stories about his mom and you know tell tell you know this stranger this family member the good and the bad about her you know the yeah this is what made her special and this is maybe why she had this felt this shame i i don't know right, right. um but I, I also I, feel like, I mean, he he had to, like, he has to be interested if he, like, because my grandma, she married and divorced and changed her name and moved probably a hundred times all combined. And so the fact that he found her is honestly pretty astonishing. Um, so I feel like if he put forth the effort to, found, to find her, he has to want to know about his birth mother and potentially siblings and everything. Because he doesn't know that my dad exists. He only knows that my, my grandma exists. Um, so, I mean, based on his apparent actions, it sounds like he would be interested. And even if he does now have some anger, I would think that he would at yeah, least want answers, of, even if he does have resentment. Definitely it's a lot of logic there, right? I, I, what I think is I think you need to try to maybe take a step back from your eagerness and excitement, what you invested, your yeah. fascination with all this. Because that's where you run the risk of, you know, having kind of selfish selfish intentions as your as your boyfriend suggests, right? That doesn't mean mm-hmm. I think you should just drop it, but I think you just want to like maybe this is an opportunity to continue to like build your relationship with your father, right? Just have a conversation with about him, recognize, you know, have these conversations with him that you're having with me. Let him work through this, right? Let mm-hmm. him something's holding him back right but let him process this right and that might mean it might take a few months six months a year i don't, I don't know and granted you know as as your father and his, and his brother who he's never met gets older you always run the risk that something can happen but yeah i don't i don't think this is something you want to push right uh i think whenever your dad uh does this it, he needs to be ready right yeah um and I think use use this opportunity to, you know, push your you know push your dad to open up, right? But be patient mm-hmm. with the fact that it's not a strength of his, um, and ask him questions. But um, I, I you got it's a you gotta have to find a balance. You don't want to be too pushy. Like come on, come on, come on. I mean I've. And, and don't make it yeah. about you. Uh, you know, the fact that you've invested time, money, private eye, like you got to throw that all out the door when you're trying to, like you can't throw that in your dad's face, right? You can't. Right. Um, you got to respect the kind of complex dynamic that this is. 
Um, so right. I don't think there's anything well, wrong. I, I yeah. wasn't I wasn't trying to throw it in his face. It was just I I'm not working right now because yeah. of the pandemic. I was in a, a corporate event planner, and obviously we're not having any events. Sure. Um, and so he's still working, and so it's kind of like as you said, this is like my project. So like I was kind of just trying to be nice and do all the work. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean I'm trying to do it. This way. I yeah. don't mean you're being mean about it, but like we have this way of you'll say little things and it's because there, there's that part of you that feels like it'll, it'll come out, but that's how you'll hear it. Right. I'm, I don't, I, I don't expect that you're going to go attack your father and be like, I can't believe you're not, you know, like I'm working right. on this, but because it has been a project of you, yours, you're going to be a little less patient with him. Right. Because mm -hmm. you, because you have this bias, right. Um, because right. it's this fascination because it's the grandmother you're closest with. Um, so I also just like kind of worry because I mean this guy has to be around 70 if he was born yeah. somewhere between 1950-1952 we have a pandemic going on and I don't know if you ever watched the show This Is Us but there's a lot of like adoption and like lost connections and stuff and so like I've been watching that show recently which hasn't been helping but it's just like all of that combined I just like kind of worry like I mean the clock's ticking like this guy yeah. he might not he might not even be alive I mean yes he was alive 10 years ago but he could have died five years ago I, yeah. um so no, i just i think because like you know if he was if this was 20 years ago and he was um i guess you know 50 maybe i wouldn't be as pushy but just i like okay like the clock's ticking like let's go no i get what it if he dies tomorrow i so. i think it's okay that you continue to encourage your father to see the positive aspects of connecting right mm -hmm. i think you do try to have to be patient with him but because it, it needs to be on his terms Right. He can't yeah. do it because you're getting mad at him or you I think you got to be very careful about um, any accusations, whatever it is, you know, you're scared or whatever, you know, just I think you need to he needs to want to do this and and deal with whatever feelings he has about the situation. Right. Because um, mm -hmm. maybe there is a fear of like um meeting this brother of his and having this guy be mad. It's just like, I can't believe it. And there's just a lot of anger and resentment and, and maybe it's just a lot for your dad to unpack right now. Um, yeah. Help him feel confident about if he makes a decision, you know, be there, make him feel like he has, you know, you and other people support him in this kind of what I'm sure is scary, you know? Um, so just try to support your dad and, and try to, make it less of your passion project and more just your focus yeah. is to reconnect your, um, your father with his brother and, and, you know, reconnect two people that, you know, hopefully this could be a real positive thing. So I think you just want to challenge it, channel, channel your energy a little bit more efficiently. Right. And, okay. and, and watch your bias and, and what you say to your father while trying to get him to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm just, stop, very, but just be careful with how you go forward. Yeah. I'm definitely very type A and, you know, being an event planner, I just, I'm used to like controlling things. And so like having to relinquish the control is yes. very hard. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can tell. I can set and set, but that's, yeah. that's kind of my note. Um, and use this as an opportunity to just kind of talk about, you know, get your dad to open up. It's, you know. Push yeah. him in that regard. He's, yeah, he's not really good at doing that. I've gotten, you know, I think as a millennial, I've, I, with other peers my age, I've gotten really good at communication and everything. But it's just, it's hard to get him to yeah. talk about feelings. And there's just like this, there's this weird, like, 
he's not only my elder, but my parents like respect for him. And I like, don't want to push it. And I don't know. It's just, yeah. But you're an adult now, like your relationship with your dad yeah. has changed. You can challenge him. You can push him. You can ask him tough questions. Yeah. You can, and, and, and see when he's ready and just make it more about that and less about like, but like, you know, he's there and I can't, I've done all this work and like, I, you know, yeah. you know, like, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. So, all right. Yep. Well, uh, keep us updated. I would love to find out if, you know, uh, if this eventually okay. works out. But yeah. Um, just, yeah, don't get caught up in the project of it all and, and focus on the family. Yeah. I was, like I said, I was just trying to be nice and do all the work. but Which is great. Just don't, yeah. don't, don't equate an extra value to that, you know? Yeah. You were I nice. You, you don't deserve a medal. <laughs> like, you don't, you know, it's... You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. It was nice, but you gotta let that go. Yeah. All okay. Right. Cool. All right. This Thank could, you. It's, you're you're in the middle of a hopefully a positive journey of of not only meeting your you know your uncle, but this could bring you closer with your dad by really being patient and connecting with him and pushing him to open up. And I would look at yeah, it that way. That's true. You know, have that be your next project. That's a really good way to look at it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I'm right. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you are. That's why I called. All, so. right. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you. All right. Take care. How's it going? Good. I'm Molly. I'm 34. Hi, Molly. How can I help? Um, I've got a kind of a family situation going on, but I guess first I um, need to okay. tell you a little bit about me and my uh, relationship. Um, I got married at 18, a month after I graduated high school. Um, my husband was 19. We've been together. It'll be 16 years of July. So it's a lot of that purity culture, all of that stuff that gotcha. people talk about. But yeah. other than that, um, this really isn't about that. But um, so my parents have been married for 38 years and I've always like looked up to them and their, their marriage. And I think their big reason why I was able to stay in a marriage you know, I was just so young and, um, I really looked up to them and, um, I guess about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, somewhere around there, um, they brought me and my brother together and, um, pretty much it was just really weird. I didn't know what was going on and I was worried, you know, all kinds of stuff was going on. And, um, my dad pretty much said that he had cheated on my mom. Um, and there was no sex. It was with a family friend and, um, he came home and told her right away he was ready to pack his bags and leave. And, um, yeah, I guess. And then they kind of backtracked and said about a year ago, she caught him, um, Facebook messaging some other woman. And, um, he pretty much realized he had a sex addiction and he's been in counseling for a year and it's just obviously not gotten better. So, um, they decided that he's going to go to rehab for 10 weeks and that's pretty much where we are. I just, um, the biggest thing for me is, I guess my question is how do I not, I've been trying really hard to process it and make sure that it's, it's their issue. There's nothing I can really do about it, but I looked up to them and their marriage so much. And my dad kind of put them on a pedestal. It's like kind of effect, not affecting my marriage, but you know, it gives me a little bit of Trust issues, which shouldn't be there with my husband. When you say he has a sex addiction, or is it that, or is he just like acknowledges that he's into like sex? <laughs> I, 
I don't know. It's I've done a lot of research on purity culture since um, I got married. Me and my husband, you know, we had sex before we got married and I married him because that's what I was supposed to do. I yeah. did something wrong, you know, and we got married young and had kids young, you know, and now I have a 15 year old daughter and like, I can't expect her to, you know, I'm not going to do the same thing that my parents did to me or my mom did to me and push to wait. And then, you know, just, it's just the whole situation or the whole purity culture is just toxic. But, um, he, um, I don't know. I think, I really think that it goes back to that and, you know, her issues between the two of them and their sex life and, um, I, I mean, I brought that up in the conversation. I was like, you know, they're talking, they didn't have sex for a year or something. And I'm like, mom, you can't expect, you can't not have sex with them for a year and expect them not to do so. You know, like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. But, and no, I don't know. Like I, I've never been married and like, listen, if you're going to marry, make a marriage work over the years, like you're, you know, sacrifices need to be made, made like, you know, yeah. I, I'm not here to say to like a justification for someone cheating is because their partner you know, whatever yeah, they're no, going through, definitely. like, you know, we go through a mission, a physical and a, an emotional uh, ups and downs and tragedy. And sometimes like we're just not there sexually to be in a relationship. And I don't want to worry about like if all of a sudden 15 years from now, like let's say I get in an accident and I can't perform or something and, you know, or or, or maybe yeah. I'm, I'm emotionally depressed and I'm just not in the mood. I don't want to worry about my partner cheating on me. That being said, I'm more like I'm just more curious about like it also doesn't necessarily make your dad a sex addict. Because like he yes. had his, you know, he stepped out. Not not everyone who cheats yeah. is a sex addict. They're just unfaithful. Yeah. <laughs> um, what he told me was um, when they talked about it a year before when she caught him texting somebody or Facebook messaging somebody, whatever, um, that he had realized that some things happened to him when he was young and, you know, he had never dealt with it. And that's what he was trying to deal with in counseling. And I mean, my first reaction was kind of not that was a cop out, but going to yeah. rehab for being I don't a sex addict like, was kind of like, you know, I don't, she didn't want to leave. If so you're that dead, was like the ultimatum. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm not a social psychologist, and I, but I would think if your dad's an actual sex addict that he would not be able to have been like part of this purity culture and, and have been faithful. If your dad's an actual sex addict, then... Yeah. You know, there might be some, some people from this past, right? Like, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know that what what defines a sex addict or not, but like, just because people like having sex, you know, and and especially if they're yeah. not married, enjoy having, you know, maybe multiple partners, doesn't make them a sex addict, right? And exactly. I think we love yeah, to label things. We love to label things to like justify our own behavior. Sometimes, uh, who called him a sex addict? Was it his therapist? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, he's the one who used those words in our conversation. So gotcha. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that's probably like not even the big concern here. Like either, your dad made his choices and, and unless, unless you know for sure that he's been diagnosed by a, a professional as, as someone who has an addiction yeah. problem, then, you know, again, it's your dad's choice, whether he wants to go to rehab, I'm at, you know, that's, you know, your dad's decision, but yeah. Um, I would be careful because like, listen, if you, again, maybe he is, maybe it isn't, I don't know, but it sounds, it seems unclear yeah. where this diagnosis is coming from. So yeah, I think you want to be careful giving it a label that doesn't exist because, you know, 
your your husband, you know, and this is based off of your own insecurities about your relationship. He doesn't have to be a sex addict for him to cheat. You don't have to be a sex addict for you to cheat. You just, you know, you have to have, you know, a week. It's a week. It's a moment of weakness sometimes or a character flaw. You know, yeah. it's not necessarily a mental health condition. Um, so I think you just like have how many conversations about this situation have you had with your husband? Like, is he aware of your um, insecurities? Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. And I kind of went through not a depression, but, you know, a couple of days where it was it was really bothering me, you know, and we he's very good about talking to me and we're we have really good communication. So he didn't he, he was supportive and not we defensive grew up together, really, you know. Yeah. But so he, when you um, shared these insecurities, he didn't get defensive. He was he. No, he got supportive. Great. That's well, that's a great sign. Yeah. If he got defensive, yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, peel that layer back. But yeah, um, our, our parents do not dictate our our relationships. They can impact it. Yeah. They can certainly bring in insecurities. But like you're your own person, you know, like our our the good things and bad things our parents do can both help and hurt us, right? Like sometimes the good things, we can try to live up to false expectations, right? Like as a child, I literally never saw my parents fight. That doesn't mean they didn't fight, but I had this perception of this like charming and wonderful marriage. And it, um, by all accounts, it was, right? But like if I tried to, if I told myself my parents never fought and therefore I need to find a relationship where I never fight, if I have to have the, that would be a bad expectation to live up to. Yeah. You know, on the flip side, if I grew up in a household where my parents got divorced or there was cheating, like that could be a good catalyst for me to like, I don't want to be that way. Or I could turn into, you know, I could be like, well, I'll, you know, I have these issues and this is why I cheat. And, you know, there these are things uh, they're like red flags or there's moments and things we can live from but like our decision to like hold on to them and make them like our our like weight and our burden is like entirely up to us right yeah. like we're kind of you know and uh yeah i think i would just be careful of putting labels on on our actions that justify them and make them excuses and again if they yeah. come if that I diagnosis comes from a professional therapist then so be it but like you know, a lot of days, like we were talking about this, like Amanda and Alia about like, and Chrissy, it's just like, you know, narcissists, right? All of a sudden this past couple of years, everyone's talking about narcissists. I'm dating a narcissist, but like less than 1% yeah. of the population are actual narcissists. But apparently everyone's dating, you know, like who, who are, who's diagnosing these people? Yeah. Like you can yeah. do narcissistic things. Like some of the, like moments we recognize what, you know, like, oh, five ways to recognize a narcissist. Like, those are also like five ways to recognize a dick, you know? So, yeah. like, I think we like to call our partners narcissists or sex addicts because then all of a sudden that makes us the victim, yeah. you know? Because, like, oh, well, you know, I couldn't help it because I, I've, I got caught by a narcissist and I had no control over the situation because they're, like, their mental powers or, or something like that. And... Yeah. You know, because, you know, dating people like with these actual problems can be problematic and hard and you can be a victim of these people. But sometimes they're just have low character, you know, or maybe they're just assholes and, and yeah. we can leave those situations. But and uh, I'm getting off track. But I think the good news is you have sounds like by all accounts, you have a pretty solid relationship with your husband. Just keep the dialogue open. Keep putting out those insecurities like the more honest you can be with your husband about the things that you think and feel the safer you will feel right and it's not just the things that you're going through it's the things that you're feeling too you know i i yeah. I, I can't imagine being in a relationship where 
my partner knows everything I say, but everything I feel, there's a whole like sea of thoughts that I've never expressed to my partner. That's that's scary because our 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 thoughts do make up who we are. I think yeah. sometimes when it comes to you know very strong and overbearing like religious households and upbringings, there's like this underlying kind of message of sometimes your thoughts are sins. You know the things that we think about sometimes are yeah. th- are, are and we have to like push those thoughts down, therefore to not be sin- uh, sinners. You know, it's just like well fuck man. <laughs> You know, so then we 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 push them down, we ignore them, and then you know they don't go away. That's who we are. Yeah. yeah. And then we sometimes we get worried about what our thoughts say about us. Are we really accepted? So then we start like lying to our partners by not admitting the things that we're thinking about and feeling. Oh, but it's such a relief when we can say that to our partners and have them be like, "Yeah, me too. I totally accept you. It's fine. Like it's okay. Let's work through it together." What yeah. a comforting feeling. Definitely. Yeah, um, for sure. So just keep doing that and just try to keep the dialogue open. Yeah, definitely. I just, I think I, the main reason I emailed was because I think that this probably happens more than people realize and, you know, parents get divorced as you're an adult. And, you know, I don't think that people realize that it affects the adult children as much, you know, so. I I totally agree. But, uh. Don't be afraid to still love your father. He can still be your oh, yeah. hero. You know what I'm saying? Like he, I don't think you have to um, acknowledge the hurt, you know, deal with it. Uh, don't ignore it, but you yeah. don't have to hate him. You know, like this, no, he was yeah, never, per- he was never perfect before. And now yeah, it's been a, a smack in the face and just, you know, what your, your dad and mom taught you came down from what they were taught too. So like, you know. Yeah. Pointing the finger only does so much, but just yeah. try to acknowledge your feelings and, and work through it through therapy. Like, you know, it could be something that maybe you and your husband still like get couples therapy for together, yeah. you know, even though it seems like you have a good situation yeah, get ahead yeah. of it. Right. Um, you don't have to wait for there to be a problem to, you know, uh, deal with, uh, yeah. you know, insecurities and thoughts and feelings that you have. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, sure. Good luck with everything. And thank uh, you. it sounds like, honestly, like all things being equal, like you got a, a pretty good, you know, relationship with your husband. And that's something. Yeah. And, and there's no reason to start doubting that just because of, you know, your the sins of the father. Wow. What a great episode. We crush it. Hey, everyone, team high five. Great. High five. Uh, I think that's it. Vilefiles.com, merch, asknick at castmedia.com. Questions. We will see you on Wednesday. Peace.